chipped it over the blue line, and after it is Ronick with a feed in front, Larkin scores! Swinging a high fly ball to the snowflakes and right, deep, Naylor back to the wall, looking up, and it's gone, a home run! How about it? <laughs> Miguel Cabrera slides into second because he <laughs> thought it was a double! Left wing Brooks, Michigan down three. Around to Dickinson Hedge, works to the head of the key. Give it right side, Brown triggers a three. Buries the three! We're deadlocked at 46, 518 to play in the Elite Eight. You're listening to Sports Ball, a podcast with Rachel Allen and Jimmy Kennedy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Sports Ball. And I say welcome back because, well, it's been a long-ass time since we've done this podcast. If you're if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Sorry we've been... Uh, you've actually joined in at the right time. We're actually going to be getting this thing back up. If you're a returning customer, we do apologize for being, what, two months late now is where it's, it's the running count? It's been quite a while, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, my Finally name's... have some schedules that line up again. Yes, and... yes, free... yes, we both have... Uh, scheduling freedom and everything so we're going to be able to do this a lot more and especially with a lot of sports that's going to be starting up and rachel we got a lot to talk about let's just get let's just get right into it uh after some quick housekeeping tips as always listen to us on spotify soundcloud and now apple Podcasts is actually a bit of a development during our hiatus so to say you know Uh, we've got Apple. Yeah, we got it set up and then didn't put out another episode. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like run, crap. We gotta record. <laughs> Wonderful. Yo. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we got that going for us. Uh, as always, follow us on Twitter as well at SportsballP. I believe that's yep. that's what it is. Uh. Yes, it is. And you know we're I've been updating that as much as possible. Uh, you know, especially with the European Championships going on and all that stuff, which will definitely be a topic because at the time of recording, the finals between England and Italy are tomorrow. So we're definitely going to be breaking that down, plus some other soccer news around the world. Just sports news in general, you know. Normally, these are the dog days of summer, and there's not a lot going on in sports besides baseball. And we're not going to talk about baseball because there's not really a lot to talk about baseball at the moment. (laughs) Uh, But there is a lot going on right now. And one of them is actually kind of in our backyard right now. The Gold Cup is starting up here. It starts today. Mexico plays uh, Trinidad at 10 o'clock tonight. Then the U.S. plays Haiti tomorrow. And there's been a lot of talk about this tournament and all that stuff. Are the U.S. going to be able to... I believe they won last year, or the last edition, what it was. Not last year. I got to, I got to take a look at, uh, at this. No, Mexico. Mexico? Okay. Yeah, so the question is, that, can Mexico repeat? Can the U.S. with their young core? That When you think about it, they've been really, really good lately. Uh, you know, can they win their first big championship before World Cup qualifying comes into play? And by the way, the Luxus keep this in mind. Qatar is a team that's playing in the Gold Cup this year. They were invited. I don't know why, but they were. So yep. 
if you're looking to see how guitar is going to do in the we know why but also why yeah yeah it basically (laughs) it's a agreement that Concacaf and the asian football uh, confederation have uh to have just i believe their uh afc champion come over and if they wish to they get an invite to the gold cup which it's fine i'm all for i'm all for the conference like confederations working together mm-hmm. but again why just yeah you know it, it, it it's a little weird you would think they would want to work out with like south america you know could you imagine mexico versus brazil in a gold cup match Oh my goodness. That would be amazing. That Ooh. would just be incredible right there. Uh so yeah, so that's gonna be going on. Uh, again, that starts today. That reminds me as well. There is the um Copa America final. Is that tomorrow as well? I th- I actually let I me think double- there's just a whole lot of important soccer. Copa games. America is actually tonight, Rachel. Is it at really? time of recording. So Here's the thing. ESPN was calling this the weekend of champions. And yes. when you go down the lineup and everything, There's you had a lot of sports happening. You had Wimbledon this you had Wimbledon this morning. You have, you know, your baseball games and all that stuff to uh to, today. UFC, the big fight, uh Poirier versus uh, McGregor three, which I'm a big UFC guy, but I have no interest in buying buying that. <laughs> you know, it just I would probably just wait for the highlights on this one. Yeah. You know, so they got that. You got Copa America, the finals between Argentina and Brazil. Uh, Argentina? I, I, I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. You're conflicted. Because, I mean, on the one hand, it's 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 a little messy. It's messy. Like, right. How can you not root for Messi? He's one of my favorite soccer players of all mm-hmm. time. On the other hand, as a Liverpool fan, there are a couple Brazilian people that play for liverpool on the team of course for me you've got um diago delta i don't know if he's on the team allison becker but like so i'm torn because <laughs> it's like you were with uh, i just i also really don't like neymar so i, <laughs> I like, like here... it's like my, my my conflicting feelings for wanting neymar to lose but uh liverpool people to win versus wanting messi to win and i'm like <laughs> Here's the thing. I really don't have a stake in the in the fight, but if I really had to choose, I think is like this is Messi's last chance to win something major. The dude's won Champions League finals and all that stuff. He's won, you know, like Player of the Year and everything. But he had not won a World Cup. Was yeah. so close to winning it, but lost uh, to yeah. Germany in 2014 in Brazil. He had never won a Copa America with uh, yeah. Argentina. It's just. This is his last moment because I know he retired internationally after 2018, at least from World mm-hmm. Cup play. Yeah. So y- you want it's this sad, guy. But... Yeah, you want this. You feel for the guy. You want him to win. But on the other hand, it's Brazil. And when you think about soccer, you think Brazil. So it's. Like I said, I, I know. When I think about soccer for the longest time, I have thought, I mean, kind of everybody thinks of Brazil, but like. Yeah. Because because of they're, they're a powerhouse. Being so. Messi being so um, dominant, intrinsically like linked to Argentina and mm-hmm. the world of soccer. That's kind of also where my brand has always gone. Is right, the, you know, the iconic blue and white stripes. You know, Messi mm-hmm. and the number ten. So, yes. either or. Yeah, so that's. I think I think I have. I would be. I'm okay with either one winning because I have reasons to 
their team. <laughs> uh, if 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 I had to pick a team, I would probably pick Messi on this one. Yeah, uh, I would want Argentina to win, but I don't really have a dog in the fight. I just hope both teams have fun and have a wonderful <laughs> a wonderful game uh, uh, of of soccer to be played. And then you know we got tomorrow. You got the men's finals of Wimbledon. You have uh, a bunch of other baseball games. You have the European Championships again between England and Italy Which, in in Wembley Stadium. What by the I way. mean, I never would have expected that final, but all right. I don't think anyone kind of expected that final, but just the way that everything worked out. Here's the thing, and we'll get to your the European tournament in just a minute, but it has been a weird. A weird tournament with that all around, just yes. all the sh- all the craziness that's happened. Yeah, with Europeans, and I will also give the FA credit on this. They invited uh, Christian Eriksen and the medical team that uh, saved his life. If you guys aren't aware what happened, I I, I tweeted this out on the Sportsball Twitter page. Um, Christian Eriksen was a player for Denmark, a former Tottenham player. Uh, One of my favorites. Yeah, and he, you saw the video, he just drops dead on the pitch after a play. And well, not not actually, he's fine. Well, no, he's he's (laughs) fine now. He's fine now, but when it happened, he just he dropped. Yeah. And it it was just this surreal moment. Like you were in Texas. With everyone else, I was at yeah. work. I was I watching got the notification on my phone, and I about stopped breathing for a second. I yeah. Was like, oh my god. Yeah, like I, I think it was one of those times. Like I really wish I had your phone number at the time, because like at the time we we're just messaging <laughs> each other through Discord. Yeah. And I'm just like, should I call her? Should I not? Should I call her? Should I not? Like, is she gonna be? Is she gonna be awake at the moment? You know. But no. it just like that was just a surreal situation. I'm glad the guy's okay. And Denmark had a hell of a run. Uh, you know, they lost to the semis of England in some controversial fashion in itself. But still, you got to be proud yeah, of Denmark and what they did. But, yeah, they invited they invited Ericsson uh, and the medical staff that saved him to the final uh, oh, to- tomorrow. That's yeah, cool. so – and from, from what I've read, they've accepted the invitation. So we'll definitely see – I'm sure we'll see something – before yeah. kickoff uh, tomorrow, but that that was just a surreal. Gotta be, I mean, that's gotta be such. I mean, he's not he's not even that old. No, like, he had a lot to still play, and now he's just done. Yeah, yeah, it just and the just the way that happened, the stage that happened. Like, I think at that point, like the entire sports world stopped. Yeah, because you just saw all these tributes and. These emotions just flying out on, on social media. I think like every MLS team on Twitter posted, you know, you know, get well messages. You know, the FA yeah. sent out get well message. Uh, Manchester City, well, I mean, Liverpool, it's, all it's those guys. One thing, yeah, I mean, and it's one thing to see a player like and have that sort of situation where a player gets hurt like that from like an in, like an impact or 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 something. Yeah, some sort of injury, but to just. For absolutely no reason, ten minutes into the game, a guy just drops drops for no reason. Yeah. Like yeah. a twenty, twenty seven year old guy, f- fit as hell soccer player, yep. and just I mean, it's it's that's that's like shocking to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was definitely shocking to me. Like I don't think 
I don't think I've ever been like heavily invested in like a major football game like that like I was uh that day. And that yeah. was just it was just insane. But we are glad again, we are glad that he's getting better. You know, he is better. Doesn't sound like he'll be returning to the pitch anytime soon, if if ever. Probably never. No. I don't I think I think they have pretty much said that his play career, career is yeah. over. And that's that's just rough. Well, because he had to get a pacemaker put in, so he he's yeah. you know Yeah. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. But again, we are glad that he is okay. That you know, we'll definitely see him tomorrow before England and Italy. And I and can I just say something about the Europeans, the the Euros, real quickly here. Mm. Whoever thought that it was a good idea to have this be like a multi, like a multi-country tournament, should be reassigned to a different position because I I like the idea of having a unified, you know tournament in a, in a continent and all that stuff. But you had the semifinals and the finals at Wembley stadium, England's backyard. You had one of the uh, ter- uh, knockout games being played in Baku. You know, you were literally all over the place. Yeah. It just, it, it did not make sense. Whereas in the past, it's always been, you know, one country or uh co-hosting countries, you know, teaming up yeah. and hosting games and going from there. Like, again, I love the idea of having, you know, uh, a unified tournament in different mm-hmm. countries. Yeah. But this tournament just did not make sense. I mean, I, I'm glad that UEFA came no. out and said, yeah, we're not doing it again. It And it seems, it seems a bit, um, a bit convenient and a bit unfair that, um, England gets to play all their big important games at home. Right. But at the same and but to be fair, by the same token, it's a little unfortunate. Like England gets to play the final at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but Italy did get to play a lot of their own important games at home as well because one of the other main stadiums was in Rome. Yeah. Same so, with uh, same with Scotland. Same with yeah, Scotland. So it's not like one team had more of an advantage than the other. Right. It just is, ends up working out a bit unfortunately that England has to play the final in their home, in their home stadium, pretty much. Yeah. So, but I mean, like I said, it's it was at least a little bit. Every team kind of got to play at home, but yeah, it just happened to work out like this, unfortunately. Yeah, it just yeah, like I said, like I'm 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 all for having like trying trying this on. This was a a decent experiment because. You saw how each country was handling the coronavirus uh, pandemic and everything. Mm-hmm. Like Germany was limited, England was limited, Rome was limited. Meanwhile, uh, Hungary was just like, "Hey, fill the stadium, let's go!" Yeah, <laughs> like that—that that was insane itself. Uh, Azerbaijan was Baku and everything like that. Like they were at like seventy-five percent capacity mm-hmm. and everything. So it was interesting to see. But again, I am glad that they're not going to be doing this again because it just did not. It just didn't make sense in the first place. No. You know, it just didn't make yeah. sense. But uh, let's get let's just get right into this final because I know we're going to be watching it together, like a bunch of your friends yes. on the uh, the Liverpool side. I don't know yep. why you're inviting the City fan to the Liverpool uh, support group, but. You know, I think we're all going to be rooting for the same team on this one here. Rachel, I will ask you this. Am I paranoid for thinking this is going to be a trap game for England? Because all, like, they have home field advantage. They have, you know, everything, you know, working for them. 
But this is like the toughest game they've played up to this point. You want to make the case for Denmark, just the fact they went to extra time with that one? Fine. But they didn't play anyone tougher in the group stage, nor the round 16, nor in the quarterfinal. And now you're facing another European powerhouse in Italy. This just screams trap game to me. I'm not that paranoid, am I? Like, no, I I think I think England's gonna have a run for the money, especially after um, the entire tournament up until the Denmark game. They had a clean sheet, mm-hmm. and Denmark managed to break that. Um, and I know they won in a somewhat controversial, controversial spectacular way, mm-hmm. um, but. I don't know. I mean, I think there's a. They might have. It could go either way because they might have advantage being home field, but at the same time, that might be worse for them because they might, as a team, like I don't know. Not all the players. Some of them aren't going to be like that, but they might go into it feeling like they have this in the bag. Like this is just an easy win. And the way Italy plays, they might be able to sneak something in there. Yeah. England is not expecting so I think it'll be a really interesting game um hopefully not for my sake for time reasons but I think it might actually end up going into extra time as well I I, I feel like I feel like this could be a very um down to the final minute game I think that this game like look here's the thing Italy for being a powerhouse they've had a a quiet tournament you know they haven't done anything spectacular in this European run you know they haven't done anything that's like oh my god how did you see Italy do this you know they've just been yeah. quiet throughout this entire tournament and that's what's kind of worrying me you know like I get it like they're making the comparison that this is the old Italian guard versus the young lions basically mm-hmm. for England. And you would think that use is on their side. But because, again, you know, Italy's been quiet throughout this entire tournament. And I think, I, I I believe England, I want England to win because, you know, I got family on the other side of the pond and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So that's where my rooting mm-hmm. interest is. But this just screams a trap game for England. And I, I'll be honest with you, I will not be surprised if Wembley goes quiet at any yeah. point in time during this game. And I, it's going to happen. Yeah, I think, um, in my opinion, I think, at least with the fans, I don't know about the team, um, because I think they've got some quality players that are, mm-hmm. are not the type of people who will just immediately be like, nah, we've got this in the bag. Although they might have a few people, because they do have quite a few youngsters on the squad. Yeah. But they're big names, play for big teams. They've got Mason Mount. They've got Harry Kane. They've got uh, Sterling, um, Jordan Henderson. They've got some, while young players, they have some players that are used to big stakes like this. Um, However, I think with the fans, I think we are likely to see if if Italy manages to, to score or, you know pull the pull a lead on England at one point we it very well could be that uh Wembley goes stunned quiet because mm-hmm. I think a lot of their fans are under this belief that there's no way England's not winning like right. they just at this point like a lot of them I think 
feel like it's just theirs. Like mm -hmm. with the whole football is coming home, it's coming oh, home. Guys, and... if I hear that song yeah. one more time, I swear to God. <laughs> and I'm just like, did you see my favorite thing? So before the before the Denmark uh, England semifinal, did you see the <laughs> interview with um with Casper Schmeichel and uh, Pierre Emile Hilberg? Did you see it? No, I did not. But the so way that you the, the way you're laughing the about it. The very at the very end of the interview. This um, this interviewer is a British gentleman, mm -hmm. and he asks him. He's like, obviously, he's like, you've probably heard the the very the you know super popular football is coming home, football's coming home phrase. Mm -hmm. This guy has the nerve to ask them. He's like, how would you how how important would you feel how how special would this be for you guys to stop it coming home? I'm like, why would you? First of all, what? And and Casper Schmeichel looks at him, looks at him, and goes, "Has it ever been home?" <laughs> he goes, "I don't know. Have you ever won it?" <laughs> it's like... Look, this is. And I just thought that that was priceless because because like you've never you you haven't been in a final since the '60s. Since you haven't won, the won... World Cup in '66. This is the, you the haven't first even you've never won final. you've never won the Euros. Nope. You haven't been in a final since the '60s. Yep. And you're like, it's coming home. Football's coming home. Like I'm just like, guys. Yeah. Come on. Celebrate, celebrate when you win it. That's always been my motto. When but, you're able to lift fine. a trophy. If you, yeah. And there's this whole mentality. I understand a lot of English fans believe that like. It's like like football this, is yeah. is England, yep. which I mean, fair. However, like to to ask a player that on a team who's won it before <laughs> about a team that's never won it before, yeah. and you're like, how do you feel to stop it coming home? I'm like, why are you asking that question? What? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it was just really funny because and and so Casper said that, and just you can see Pierre over there kind of going. And making like just like, oh no, what did they just start like? <laughs> oh, uh, this little we... like trying to hide his smile, but kind of like, oh no. He's, he's probably going to the mic, just like, can we go to break? Can we, can we, yeah. can we go to break, please, please, quickly, quickly. But keep this oh, rolling on the side. It, it was funny. <laughs> yeah. I'll, so on the one hand, I obviously I like a lot of players in England, and I right. would be absolutely thrilled if Jordan Henderson could you know, get a win like this. Um, of course. Do I think that he should have the captain's band? Yes, absolutely. Do I think Harry Kane should have it? No! Listen, Harry Kane's a talented player, mm -hmm. but I just have never once saw the man as captain material. And I know why I don't I want him on Manchester City. Like, I... Look, I love the I love the guy as a player. He's a, a talented, phenomenal player. But when he was linked... Like, and you know this. Like, the second I found out he was linked to Manchester City, my response was just, hell no. I don't want him. I don't want him! I don't want him, Rachel. Yeah. Take him. Keep him. I don't want him. I, my issue with Harry Kane is, um, I said this to somebody earlier. Um, my view of Harry Kane is he's like Ronaldo. Mm -hmm. If Ronaldo was actually tested, and I'm just going to say it. Because <laughs> thing... I have never, the thing for me with Ronaldo is that Ronaldo is the type of player who, you know, has skills. Yes. yes. He's a talented footballer. 
However, Ronaldo is the type of player who will, for lack of a better word, cherry pick. Mm -hmm. He will sit yep. there and do nothing and then try to claim all the credit when he like gets past something while he's standing there right in front of the goal. Or, oh, I haven't done anything all game, but I'm going to take this penalty kick that we just were awarded and yeah. I score and suddenly I'm like the king of everything. And I'm just yeah. like, you didn't do anything. And Harry Kane, unfortunately, has a tendency to be the very same way. Mm -hmm. However, Harry Kane is also a team player on the field. He is out there going after the ball, creating chances, making opportunities for other teammates. He's passing. He, yep. he scores. He's insanely talented. My issue with Harry Kane is that he has the mentality of Ronaldo in that he... I don't know if this is something that he's done recently or if this was just how he was when he was younger and immature. But at one point there was a there was a time where he actually tried to submit a complaint um, and claim that he had gotten the goal over one of his teammates that was credited with it. Wow. And I remember after finding that out, I was just like, really? Why would you? So I have no idea. I, I think that was years ago. I don't know if that's still like the type of player that he is, but no, I have a hard time because I am on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, he's good. On the other hand, I'm like, mm. Mm. look, I will, I will give him credit where credit due to me. And especially in this tournament, when you think about it, Harry Kane, it, I, I would more compare him to Matt Stafford. And the reason I say that is because, he's getting goals at garbage time. Yeah. With, with the exception of the Denmark game when he basically, when his penalty kick basically sent him to the final. Yeah. Every other game in this tournament, every time he scored, it was always late in a game when you basically knew England won, but, oh, hey, Harry Kane scored. You know? Yeah. I, I, I can't. I, I don't see him. He's a, a phenomenal player. But you yeah. are right. He does have the mentality of Ronaldo, just like, oh hey, I'm here. Pass me the ball. Sometimes. Yeah. So uh so yeah, it's uh it'll be interesting to see what goes down tomorrow. And I will say this. I am actually excited to kinda of hang out with you because this, this is the first yeah, I know you talk about this place all the time that <laughs> we're going to. And yeah. just the fact that you invited me out, I, I'm thankful for it. But we also did hang out a couple like what? Last week yeah, last week. Uh, we went to the Rock and Mortgage Classic in Detroit. Yeah, we did. It's and, a great time. Yeah, it was. I, I was that your first sporting event, like as a spectator, since the pandemic and everything. Because that was. For um, me. I technically no. I've been to a couple uh soccer games like okay. locally and stuff since okay. then. Um, for some of the teams that my um mom and and brother shoot for. Okay. Um. But that was like the big. That was like I think the first professional one. Yeah, yeah, the first professional like event. I mean, that's the first professional event I've been to in a while. Yeah. I think the last time I went to anything professional was when was um the uh, Liverpool Borussia Dortmund game in Notre Dame mm -hmm. about two years ago. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, I've been able to go to, like sporting events and all that stuff in the past and everything. I was my work, but when I got offered the tickets. Uh, to go, I was I was just glad I was able to go because it's like 
I'm I'm in this position. I'm comfortable. I'm I'm ready to go, and I'm I'm good. I'm glad you're able to come with. And yeah, it was a blast. If you if you've never been to a golf tournament, like you don't have to be a fan of golf, but just take a chance, go for a day. You know, there's there's always something to do. And especially with us, we had a three and a half hour rain delay. Yep. <laughs> which yep. My again, my back is thankful that he was able to shield you guys. <laughs> that <laughs> that oh my god. Yeah, we all we all ran up onto this like um, awning thing and at the cocktail lounge. It, yeah, yeah, it got really windy. <laughs> yeah, it at the awning and the where for where Jimmy was standing, he actually ended up blocking all the rest of us from the rain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was uh, very nice of him. It was yes, funny. Yes, yes, my my backside uh, accepts your your gratitude. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it was. When it, it first started, like, a light little sprinkle. And the fact that we've been walking around in the sun and all that stuff, like, you know what? This is nice. This is It relaxing. felt really nice. It felt yeah. really nice. And then it started to turn up a little bit. We're like, okay, in the tap. Let's go. Let's go. Move yeah, it, move it started it. downpouring. And it only rained for about 15 minutes. That was the thing that sucked. Yeah. It was about 15 minutes of rain and then a three-hour rain delay. Yeah. Be because well, yeah. it had downpoured, so there was still way so, so much water on the, the greens. Yep. And then they were waiting for that. Um, second storm cell to go through because it had been bringing a lot of lightning with it and they yep. were worried about the lightning. So then that finally pat like broke apart before it got to us mm -hmm. and it was like, all right, three hours later, like <laughs> freaking SpongeBob montage, like just smash yeah. cut. And you were like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, are we are we there yet? Are we good? But yeah, that was uh, that was like the first time I stayed like for the entire day. At, yeah. at that tournament like i had been there before but only stayed like half the time because when really? we went it, it, when we when we went it was like one of those real real hot humid days and it's like okay i can only stay for so long yeah before pets and out so. the the only other time i went um my first time going to a golf uh tournament was two years ago the first one mm -hmm. i believe it was yeah uh same with and me. we went my family and i we got tickets we went on sunday uh, you see, we um, went on we went on Friday the first day, and it was it was actually better than Sunday. No disrespect to you know the yeah. winners and all that stuff, but I always feel like the first and second rounds are better because you're able to see those golfers, I, everyone that don't make the cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and that was the bummer about go, for us going on Sunday. Um, like we got to see, I got to see a bunch of my favorites, and we got to watch, mm -hmm. um, the winners, but um. We were there, I think we probably got there around 9 in the morning. And we were there until they won mm -hmm. um, that evening. But, uh, I mean, we got, I got to see Ricky. That th what was the coolest thing for me, I think, was seeing Ricky in his Sunday Orange. That was mm -hmm. that was pretty top-notch. But um, people like, I think it was like Bubba hadn't made the cut that year. Dustin Johnson didn't make the cut. Yeah. And that was and a surprising so, one. Um, that was a little bit of a bummer. Um of some of the players that I like that didn't make it. So that's why I was actually really excited to go on Thursday this year. Yeah. Because we got to see everyone and we got lucky. We got to see um, Matsuyama before he had to withdraw. So we saw Matsuyama. We saw Phil Mickelson. We saw Bryson DeChambeau who had a, let's, let's face it. He had a God awful tournament. Like, yeah. He did not do well. The play of this but when I, when Ricky, I, yeah, like Ricky, Bubba, we saw the winner. We saw Jason Cam. A. Yeah, we saw uh, Cam Davis. Yeah. We saw um, uh, Brent Snedeker. 
You know, we saw all like you named the popular guys. We saw them and yeah. we really didn't have to go far because we decided, you know what? We're just going to hang in this cocktail lounge area because everyone's going to be coming through. Yeah. We've already seen some popular golfers. There's no point in walking around following people when we could just sit, relax, watch golf. Especially and, after a three hour railway, we were all yeah. just kind of like, all right, we'll just stay here. Yeah, screw that. <laughs> we're not walking around. I think the only time I, the only time we went walking was when I went to go get food. That was it. Well, because we we went we got there around what nine nine thirty. Yeah. And we we, yeah. we wandered. We walked majority of the course, following the bit. early guys until around noon, like right before the rain delay. Yeah. Because we found we got to nine, which was where they had the little cocktail lounge, and because of the they had everybody either starting on the back nine or starting on the front nine yeah. but everybody at that point was going to be going through that spot because we had um already seen all the people that had finished earlier and so we found that little spot and then the rain delay happened and we were like we'll just stay here that's fine yeah, yeah we'll, just, yep, we'll we're just, good. just park here we already got a spot up front we don't have to try to fight crowds it's good yep we don't yeah, yeah, <laughs> apply that. like i said the only time i really like we really went walking is when i went searching for food and yeah. by the way, I will say this: Hey, guys at the, at the Rocky Mortgage Classic have other concession stands, like instead of just in the uh, fan zone area. It was you missed it. It was right there, Jimmy. I didn't realize it was there, Rachel. That's a problem. Because <laughs> here's the thing: there was there was a <sighs> concession tent, like maybe 200 yards away from yeah. where we were sitting, and Jimmy walked yep. all the way halfway across the course to go to the fan zone because he didn't realize that the tent was there. And I yeah. noticed it. He's like, yeah, I had to go all the way to the fan zone. And I look over and I see the tent and I was like, uh, Jimmy, I was like, there was one right here, bud. He was like, well, I, too I, late I, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. yeah, it was that. And then followed by some other words that I cannot uh, repeat for uh, <laughs> in his defense. Reasons. In his defense. <laughs> it's fucking um, I think, I think he actually was faster than if he had tried that other line though. Yeah. Um, there was less walking. There would have been less walking involved, but he definitely. Um, I think that line was shorter, and he ended up making it faster than he probably would have yeah. with the other one. Yeah, and but, hey, hey, those chicken strips were good, man. I'm, I'm telling you, they were. You. They like, were good. Well, it was it was it was it was funny because you had the tent that I went to had burgers, chicken strips, you know, nachos, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then to the left of me, you had Crispelli's Pizza. They brought a food truck. Really? Yeah. And then they also had the market that I texted you about. It's like, hey, you want some cold cut sandwiches? They have a market for that. But nah. you know, but you would think they would also have some other food. But yeah, I got back. Yeah, like Rachel said, I got back and she's just pointing at this tent that's hidden behind a tree. I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me! Like, well, oh well. Here's here's a chicken. Let's just eat, and I'll draw my stars and alcohol later. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but no, seriously, like. Definitely a great time, and hopefully we can go back. Maybe we'll yes. see if we can drag some other of our friends along for the ride. Uh, hmm. Just because I don't really know that anybody else that we know actually um, yeah, our golf, the fans. golf is worth it, Jimmy. Yeah, that's true. I, mean, I always tell people I tell people I'm into golf, and they all look at me like I'm crazy because like most people think that that's like you know only old people are into that or whatever. And, then and then I'm like to- over here, I over have- here like early twenties girl, yeah. and everybody's like, what? And I'm like, no, it's great. Yeah. It's exciting. When you told me that originally, I'm just like, oh, me too. Let's talk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So anytime you meet like a golf fan, especially, you're just like, yes. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, but no, that was definitely you must a, you must collect them and keep them close and yes, cherish them because absolutely. there are very few of them. It is so true, but yeah, no, definitely <laughs> we'll we'll definitely be back uh, next year and, and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, something else that's been going on while we've been gone, and I may have a hot take on this one. What the hell is going on in Japan with the Olympic Games? Like what two three weeks away now? Yeah, like. The area, the region that Tokyo is in, declared another state of emergency. They're not allowing any fans to any of the Olympic events. Nowhere in the Olympic Park. You know, they're not allowed. But they're allowing spectators at other sporting events not related to the Olympics. At this point, Rachel, should they just cancel the damn thing? I... I think they should have done that a while ago, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think they should have just waited or or moved it. I don't even know. It's hard because you have a lot of a lot of a lot of sports um you can only go so many times. Like you have such right. a small window. Like gymnastics, like those athletes window. have a small window. Yep. Unless you're like crazy, crazy, crazy fit and you're just like a ridiculous, not human being. Right. But the majority of it, like you get maybe two Olympics and you're done. Mm-hmm. So if you had gone to only one before and you were waiting another four years for this one and then they postpone it like another two years, you might miss your window. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard because you have no idea. Like this is kind of sometimes for some people a once in a lifetime thing that they've been waiting years for. I don't know. I that you just have the way you're like, is it is it even what is the point without the fans? But mm-hmm. at the same time, some of the sports don't necessarily rely on fans. Right. No, I get that. I get that some of the fans like... Some of them are are, are um entirely based on, on personal achievements and personal right. goals and beating your own record for record's sake and rather than you know yeah. performing in front of fans it's more the team sports i think like the the um the games yeah that are gonna be that are gonna suffer like um like the soccer and 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 things like that soccer basketball is um, gonna suffer you know water polo handball uh, no handball not an olympic sport it should be but it's not <laughs> uh but at the same time, a lot of the a lot of these sports have been going without fans for a year and a half. So right. On the one hand, you're like, I don't know, is it really that big of a deal? Are they used to it? You're like, yeah, okay, there's no fans at the Olympics. That sucks. Um, but at the same time, if you're an athlete who's been wanting to play at the Olympics and you've had this goal in your head because you wanted to win this thing or you wanted to be there. At the end of the day, I think they would all rather there not be fans than just cancel it altogether. Right. I, Again, it depends. It depends on the sport and it depends on the athlete. You know, right. if this is something that they can do more than once, or if they're like just there because you know mm-hmm. why not. But I don't know. It's it's it's, it's hard to tell because it's it's everybody's different. Yeah. It's. The way, I, the way I look at it is that I compare the Olympics to, like, the Ryder Cup. It's an event that you know you got to have fans to make the experience, you know? And, yes, yeah, certain sports, you don't need fans in the stands and all that stuff, like the individual sports. At most, those athletes will just have their families, maybe their coaches, yeah. hanging hang around and all that stuff. And the fact that the athletes couldn't have their families come 
and cheer them on because of COVID. I get it. It sucks, but I get it. But then you come into this. And the thing I also want to, want to point out is that you had everyone in Japan telling the Olympic Committee to cancel these games. You had media. You had the the national media call to cancel these games. You had former athletes come out and say these games should not be going on because of what's going on with COVID-19. I get it. It sucks. But my, my thing has always been if you can do it safely, do it. Yeah. But with the fact you're not going to have any fans in the stands, you know, at that point, you shouldn't have uh, an elaborate Olympic opening ceremony. You shouldn't have an elaborate closing ceremony. At that point, you just light the torch and say, on with the games. Yeah. And, and go from there. Uh, it's just, yeah, it, we've we've seen, we, we've had sports with no fans for the last 16 months, and it's, it's going to be weird. I just think that at some point you you should have said you know what hold on let's let's think about this before you go anywhere else and I think you're gonna have fan you're you're gonna have people they're gonna try to get into these games like these events and all that stuff you know it's gonna happen no matter yeah. what so it's interesting to see um, it'll be interesting to see what happens but uh, unless something changes in the next couple of weeks go Team USA. Hopefully we get yep. we get some uh, gold medals here, and also we do want to give a quick shout out to some Pistons players who have been named to the U.S. Uh, men's basketball team: uh, Jeremy Grant, Isaiah, uh, I believe Isaiah Stewart, and Sadiq Bay were all named to the team. So good luck, boys. Hopefully you're able to bring back a gold medal to uh, LCA. Very nice. Yes, be that would be amazing. That would cool. be amazing, and the way that. The way that the Pistons rebuild looking right now, like we got the number one overall pick, and that itself is exciting to see. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll be a fun Olympics. Hopefully, we'll have some fun in the next couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. You know, what else has been going on in in the world of sports while we've been gone? Because it's been Stanley Cup final. Do we really want to talk Tampa- about? Do we really want to Tampa talk about Bay's that, starting to st- Tampa Bay is starting to create a little bit of a dynasty there, and I'm not. I I don't. I like hate it. it. <laughs> I hate it. I, hate I don't it. want it. <laughs> no. Look, here's the thing. This is a team that Eiserman built before he bailed, and I love yeah. the fact that you know because this gives me hope. It's like okay, Stevie White knows what he's doing at the GM. He knows what needs to be done. It makes me more confident in his ability to help with this rebuild. Yeah. But at the same time, I think the dynasty, I think like the cup runs, and I pray that I'm right in this one. Normally, I pray I'm wrong on this one, but I think after this season, the cup runs are going to stop for Tampa Bay. Yeah. Because the cap is going to hit them hard. Yeah. And you're going to be seeing a lot of their players, players that have stepped up in the playoffs, players that have made a name for themselves, go elsewhere. Like, yeah. you're, you're not going to be able to keep Braden Point. You're not going to be able to keep Steven Stamkos. You're not going to be able to keep all these guys that have made a name for themselves. And it's going to be very interesting to see who leaves and who ends up where. Plus, yeah. also keep in mind that you also had the uh, expansion draft with the Seattle Kraken coming into play, which yep. I got to be honest with you, uh, I am really like this close to buy me a Seattle Kraken hat because 
that logo <laughs> that logo looks sweet I'm not gonna yeah lie. i um i found myself uh becoming a little bit of a a, a habs fan this playoff season um there's nothing wrong with that also my uh my 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 new son cole caulfield <laughs> we have him on he the is, list he we is have a him tiny on the list. jimmy he's a tiny baby He's an actual child, and he's so talented. And you're just like, who who gave you the right to be this talented and look like an absolute toddler? Hey, look, look, the dude, that guy's gonna be a stud. Like, if I'm Montreal, if I'm Montreal, I'm just like, hey, yeah, here's a ten year contract. Stay with us. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like that but, kid. But guys, I'm a rookie. Uh, we don't care. Just stay with us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's 20 years old, and. He was a big playmaker for Montreal this 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 uh, playoffs, yeah. and there was a goal that he had. Can't remember what game it was. I think it might have been game one or two. Mm-hmm. And he scored, and he scored in like such a spectacular way that I was just like, "Go, little baby, go!" <laughs> he um he had gotten. I pass or something and the pass was like off the ice because it was in the air and he managed to he snagged it with his stick flipped it up in the air from midair mm-hmm. flipped it up in the air over the um player that had been about to like was man on flicked it over him went around him beat him back to the puck and then just and scored and I was like just happened (laughs) what did you just do (laughs) like it was it was crazy it was good and yeah he's gonna he's gonna be a stud he's gonna be be a big star i think yeah but here's the thing we we talk about Connor mcdavid we talk talk about ovechkin we talk about brandon point and you know dry side and all that stuff cole caulfield is definitely gonna be a guy like here's the thing you're gonna see when montreal comes back to detroit you're going to see a lot of Canadians fans with Caulfield jerseys on. Mm-hmm. And I am going to be all for it because I don't have, I don't have, yeah. Why am I not surprised that you're going to have one? <laughs> you know? I don't, I don't have any hockey. I've still only just been getting back into it in the last year. Um, so, I mean, well, obviously, you know, wings fan, but like. Like if you want to get a jersey I, another team, I lost, that's fine. I lost so much. Same thing for the Tigers. I mm-hmm. lost, um, what is it, I guess, contact. Yeah. I lost the ability to keep up with the teams for the longest time because um, we got rid of, like, cable or whatever, yeah. and they stopped showing, for some horrible reason, they stopped showing Red Wings and Tigers on, like, antenna TV, like, broadcast TV. Yeah. And it started being, like, oh, you have to have specific subscriptions and subscriptions specific channels so i was never really able to keep up Mm -hmm. and so i like lost um contact with the teams and and don't even know who's on the tigers anymore i barely know who's on the red wings i know a couple players i know a couple names one of the main ones that i know is because i've actually like met him a few times and so that kind of is in my brain but um i say met very loosely but um it's work it's something I have, I have, I have vaguely, briefly interacted with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
So I know a couple Red Wings players have been trying to get back into the team, but my the thing that pulled me back into hockey last year was the the playoffs with Dallas. Yeah. Um, because I had absolutely no stake in it and I hadn't been paying attention, but I have we have a friend from we, Dallas who are a big Dallas fans. Yep. And so we started watching the games all together and I kinda got hooked on Dallas. Yep. And then <laughs> Jamie just grabbed his Dallas Stars hat. Yeah, thanks Patrick um, for this by the way. This is actually thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I kinda got pulled back in with that. So I've kinda like the stars are sort of like my your B team. So my so. little soft spot team right now. Yeah. Wings are kind of just like, yeah, that's my home team. So I'm always yeah. going to root for them. You, you, here's and the thing. then now, now that I'm a little bit invested with Montreal, I'm like, hmm, do I keep up with them or no? We'll see. <laughs> here's the thing. I'm, I am, I am completely 100% supportive. If you want to have a B team and all that stuff like Dallas has the B team. Fine. You want to have a C team. The only rule I have don't make it a huge rival. Yeah, I get that Detroit and Montreal are original six, and they have that rivalry going. But compared to some of the other rivalries, I wouldn't necessarily consider them like major rivals. No, in that regard. So if you want to like keep up with Montreal, I am all for it. But I will say this: well, and that's the thing. That's the thing that I've always, I've always been this type of fan, and I know a lot of people are like, "How can you be that way?" I am a sports fan. Fair enough. Yep. First and foremost. Yep. And I am I am a sports fan first. I am a Detroit sports fan second. And then I am just like whatever other teams I happen to like kind of attach to. And I like teams for for multiple reasons. I mm-hmm. like teams for talented players. I like teams I get drawn to teams with like amazing seasons that like that have just been like spectacular out of nowhere yep um, this year definitely i mean that's kind of what happened to me with liverpool i was briefly i was a little bit exposed to them was like briefly kind of like <laughs> holy crap what the heck is this team like yeah. the, the work the work ethic the the, the camaraderie yeah. the the community that they've built with their fans and the the entire atmosphere of that entire team and and city is just astonishing and it immediately pulled me in but that's just kind of how i am like i have like my sports my detroit teams my local teams Mm -hmm. and then after that i'm just a sports fan in general and i root for anybody and everybody unless there's like an actual state yeah yeah like if they're if 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 a team is playing like like I mean, if Dallas is playing the Wings, I'm gonna be rooting for the Wings. But if Dallas wins, I'm not gonna be too mad You're about not going it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of how I am. Like if I root for teams, unless they're playing my local team, and then I want my local team to win. But at the end of the day, I'm not gonna be like super butthurt if they if the other team wins. You know? Like, yeah. No, I. And that's I, the beauty of it. It's just being able to watch sports and yep. and cheer for 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 mentalities and talents that you that are you know appealing yes. and, and and good that you can just acknowledge that there are just so many talented people in the sports world mm-hmm. yeah no absolutely and like that's the thing for me i'm a detroit sports fan first but i'm a sport i'm a reasonable sports fan altogether i will praise yeah. my team when it's deserved i will criticize my team when it's deserved doesn't matter doesn't matter who it is but i'm also like you know, i'm a big sports fan just in general so yeah 
I'll, I'll, I make the joke of, I just hope both teams have a fun time. And that's literally, <laughs> that's literally it. Like, I, if I don't have a stake in the fight, I'm just going to watch for just entertainment purposes. That's basically Jimmy, the Jimmy way watches, Jimmy watches sports teams and types, good luck, have fun in the chat. Uh, uh, basically. <laughs> what do you think I was doing during the uh, Stanley Cup Finals last year? Hey, Patrick, good luck, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this also, but as we wrap up uh, this episode here, we will go to a Wings game. Might not be against we, Dallas well, or Montreal. We, we have to. to. Maybe to. maybe make a GCGC night. You never know. That would be. I haven't been to a hockey. Have, I went to have a you Wings been game. to LCA? Yes, I went to a Wings game there, but it was preseason. Still, um, still and counts. A friend, and a friend had tickets, and it was who maybe three years ago now. Yeah, still counts. Um, and we were atrocious, but um. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I've been to LCA for a sports game, and that might have been the first time I'd been to a hockey game in, like, 10 years. Well, I'll make sure that we will get you back to LCA for a hockey game, and we'll see if we can invite some other people out. So, as we wrap up the show, Rachel, give me a prediction for England and Italy. Give me a score. I know you said it's going to go to extra time. Give me a score. Who do you think is going to win? I think it might... I think it could. I think both teams. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Italy scores first. Okay. However, I think um, England probably will. And I think Italy will manage to score um, close to the end, probably. And it'll either go to extra time or England will manage some other last minute score. So I think it's either going to be 2-1 or 2-1 in extra time. Okay. I don't think it'll go to penalty kicks, but you never know. Um, Italy's semifinal did, so who knows? But yeah. technically, England did also, but we don't talk about that. It was just one penalty kick or <laughs> anything else. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you, Rachel. I think this is gonna be a defensive dogfight to the end because you know, yeah. like I said, Italy's been quiet throughout this tournament. They haven't made some moves while all eyes have been on England. This screams... I mean, for all you know, honestly, it could end up being it could end up being um zero zero yeah. until until like maybe England scores at the last minute or zero zero until extra time. Um, uh, I definitely I definitely think though that will um I do I do think England will win, but I think it's gonna be touchy. I think it's gonna be like. It's, there's really gonna be some close. drama involved. There's gonna be some drama involved in this, and that's what I'm expecting here. I'm gonna go one zero England. I don't, yeah. I, you know, I think they'll let that blip uh, by Denmark last game aside. They'll get back into it. They'll have another clean sheet. Uh, and I'm gonna say right now, I'm gonna have Declan Rice come off the bench, score the game winner in like the 89th minute to put mm-hmm. England and really the entire city of London into a frenzy. London is gonna be busy as hell. Tomorrow with I Wimbledon. I want to see. I want to see, um, see Jordan Henderson score again. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course. That's you do. my boy, and I think he do. deserves it more out of anybody else on that team after everything that he has been through and that team has been through. And I really would like to see what happened in the uh, the game against. Um, shoot, was it Croatia? I think so. I don't remember. Um, the quarterfinals, uh, when when Henderson came on and they took Harry Kane off a little bit later and Hendo yep. got the captain's band and scored that header. Yeah. I want to see that happen again. There you I want to see that happen again. 
Because Henderson, he had scored already, and it had gotten disallowed. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had put the ball in the back of the net, like not even a header. He had just did a beautiful goal, and they it was offside. But and I, I want to see him score again. Um, okay. At this point, that's kind of the only way that I want to accept an England victory is if <laughs> Henderson scores. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, tomorrow's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun sports day all around. We do appreciate you guys listening. We are indeed back. We're going to figure out a recording time or recording schedule. We're going to try to do this as weekly as possible. Maybe yep. in the future. Maybe doing some live YouTube things. We're still working some stuff out in that regard. Yep. We'll let you guys know. As always, thank you all so much. Follow us on Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Pod. That's the new one. This is probably going to be the first new episode that's going to be dropping on Apple Pod here. So make sure you subscribe. Help us out in that regard. Uh, Rachel, any last words before we uh, get out of here? Uh, go U.S. Fair enough. There we go. Thank you all so much. Enjoy the sports. We'll catch you all next week.